this morning, now I told you I want to come back to that little piece of paper that was wrapped around your bulletin this morning. Uh, and it says on there, Membership Covenant. I know that well, some of you, when you read that, you started to feel a little, your palms started to sweat and you kind of were a little anxious uh, because that word covenant is, sounds so, so uh, I don't know, scary. Especially in this day and age where commitment, covenant, is something that we really have a lot of trouble with. Um, I believe that it's important for us as believers, those of us who are Christ followers, to let Jesus define for us what church membership means, not the world around us. Now, I'll give you an example. I, I have, I'm that close to never going back to CVS, uh, the drugstore pharmacy chain, I probably will go back because I need stuff that they sell there. So if you see me in there, don't think of me as a hypocrite. But I am very close to not going back because every time I check out, they want to know if I have the loyalty card uh, that they have for members. Are you a member of our loyalty program is what they'll ask me. And my answer is no. The next answer is, would you like to be? And I'll say no. And then I get this look like, you poor man. And it bugs me. Everywhere I go, every <clears throat> retail establishment, every online site that I visit, they want me to be a member. And any, I figured this out. I'm, I'm not smart, but I figured this out, that anything that somebody is working that hard to sell me on is not for my benefit. And so I'm just positioned in my emotions right now to be very resistant to that word membership. Maybe you are too. But that's, that works against us in terms of how we are connected to Christ's family. And I, I believe that there's a demonic strategy involved in that. Not only is it, you know, uh, an effort on behalf of the uh, the uh, retail stores to, you know, get something from me, some benefit from me. But I believe that there is a demonic strategy entwined in that to take advantage of that to ruin how I think about being a member <laughs> of the church. And so to me, this is a really, really important thing for us to reconsider as we... Uh, especially in this season of our church life as we every year invite people to consider making a, a stand or a statement about their commitment to our church family. So I ask you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to read a passage that begins at verse 12 and you're going to see right from the beginning this word member or members show up many times. I didn't even count how many times that they're here. I'll give that to you to do. You can do that while we're reading. Um, but it shows up here a lot because I believe that the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, writing this letter to the first Corinthians, wanted to reshape our thinking, straighten our thinking out about what it means to be a member of the church. Verse 12, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And he's simply saying, just like your physical body is one, I have one body, not two, not three, not four, I have one body. Thank God there's only one. 
but I have lots of parts. There's lots of individual pieces to that one body. And he's saying as, as true as that is of your physical body, it's also true of Christ. His body, the church, has many parts, many members. Verse 15, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Now, some of us have this idea that, that unless you are on the platform at church, or unless you have a title, you are just a spectator. You're just a, someone who sits and, and listens, or someone who just contributes money, or that, that you don't really have an important role. Nothing could be further from the truth in terms of how God understands your place in his body. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? You know, several years ago, a lot of years ago, I had foot surgery and they did a bunch of things, but one of the things they did is they kind of disconnected one of my toes. They just sort of unplugged it and it doesn't, it just hangs there. <clears throat> it doesn't really work anymore. But I am grateful they left it. Not only is it kind of, uh, you know, aesthetically better to have that toe there than not, but uh, it also actually provides a little bit more balance than it might be if that thing was missing, right? So I'm not saying that any of you are the disconnected, unplugged toe of the body of Christ. And Paul isn't either. But he is saying that even if that were true, it's not, but even if that were true, you are still part of the body. Verse 16, And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Look, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Verse 21, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. <clears throat> Verse 26, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So all of us have a unique role as members of the body of Christ to fulfill. The, the, the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, is the representation of Jesus in this world. And something is missing from the picture of that res that. Uh, Revelation of Christ in this world when you are not taking your place, when you check out, when you do not consider yourself as a member of Christ. Some very critical, important aspect of the representation of who he is in this world is missing when that happens. A guy named Bill Hybels, a guy who's a very, been a very fruitful pastor, somebody I really look up to, um, has uh, said more than once that the church is the only hope of the world. I remember hearing that, him say that for the first time and thinking, well, I thought Jesus was the hope of the world. And yes, that's the absolute truth. But the other is true also. 
because the church is the representation of Jesus in this world. We are. We are. Look around. We are. This ragtag, scruffy bunch of know-nothings, we are the hope of the world. That's why the idea, the concept, the understanding of how I am connected to the family of God is so critically important. We cannot afford to have people in the family of God consider themselves simply attenders or supporters. We are members of Christ's body. I want to talk to you today about this very important um, subject and I want to talk to you about the meaning of membership, but I also want to address the longing to belong that each of us have. Because I believe that God placed in the heart of each one of us the, the hard to define and even describe desire to be part of the family of God. And it can't be, that desire cannot be satisfied by any other thing. We have a God-given longing to be part of the family of God and, and it's not uh, healthy or, or, uh, or, or beneficial to ignore that. So let's talk first about what a church is not. A church is not an organization. This is tragically another thing I think that the enemy has worked very hard to try to establish among people's understanding about church, about the church, that it is like an organ, if, if not an organization, it is like one, and it isn't either. Um, the dictionary definition of an organization is a group of persons organized for some end or work. In other words, a group of people that are uh, gathered together and, and organized in a way to get something done. And I suppose that this is how it happens, that we start to think, well, of course, that's what Jesus, he had a job to do. He wants to save the world. He wants for people to, uh, he wants to populate heaven with uh, sinners who, can, who are being saved and, and that he has gathered all of us together and organized us in a way to get the job done. But that's not, that's not what Jesus left here. That is not his church not just a group of people who have been organized to get something done. The church is not an organization. And sadly, so much about how we, and I, I'm not pointing any fingers, I've been a part of leadership of, the, of churches my, my, pretty much my whole life. So I'm not pointing any fingers, but one of the things that we as church leaders and you and I as church members need to be very, very careful of is that we don't act like an organization. Before this service started, I was talking to, actually over the last couple of days, I've been talking to a couple of men about the possibility of serving on our church council um, beginning with the, uh, the next two-year term that, that starts next month. And uh, most of you uh, uh, know what, uh, what that's about, and so I won't go into it. But when I was talking to them about that role, I was saying, you know, we, the, the church council is focused on ensuring that the material, financial, our stuff part of our uh, church life is handled in a, 
in a, uh, you know, in a, in, with integrity in an appropriate way. And we try to keep our focus there. It's not like an elder body that's focused on the spiritual needs of the congregation. This is focused on our stuff and that gets handled in a way that honors God. But you, in the church, you can't fully separate one from the other because even decisions about should we buy those chairs or not have spiritual impact. There's the spiritual connection. Every choice that we make about how to spend dollars or how to handle or manage our physical stuff also has spiritual implications because this is not an organization. The church is an organism. The dictionary definition of an organism is a form of life composed of mutually interdependent parts that maintain various vital processes. So much different than an organization. It's about life, not about just getting a job done. Now, you can take this for what it's worth, but my definition of uh, an organism in terms of how the church functions as one is people fulfilling necessary and celebrated roles assigned by God that the ministry of Jesus may continue to be, be visible in the world. Jesus left the church as an organism. And when I say left, I don't mean he's not engaged with us. But you know what I mean. That he, when he ascended into heaven and left his, his uh, disciples to see the church formed and flourished and, and expand this globe, he meant for it to be that. Not just an organization of people assembled to do a job. Let's talk a little bit about what church membership is not. It's not based on mutual interest. In other words, we aren't here this morning. Jesus hasn't collected us together because we all like the same kind of music or we all dress the same or we all have the same, uh, all, you know, have this, are invested in the same uh, football franchise or, you know, some other sporting uh, team. We, you know, there, there are clubs for that. I mean, if you like driving Volkswagens and you want to hang out with other Volkswagen owners, there's a club for that. There are clubs for motorcycle drivers. There are, there are groups organized around the common interest of dance or uh, art, uh, some sort of artistic endeavor, um, sports. Common interest is a very powerful organizing Factor. People want to hang around with other people who like to do or are interested in the same things they are. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is not the church. And one of the things that I am so grateful for uh, about the Church of Jesus Christ is the incredible diversity that he intends to be part of his family. So many different kinds of people, so many different kinds of, of uh, points of view, so many, it's, it's so varied and yet so unified. It's such a beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing. The church is not about mutual interest, per se. It is not about self-interest, 
you know. And sadly, a lot of times, I, I think this again comes from a strategic plan of the enemy to spoil how we think about the church, but a lot of Christians form their opinion about how they are connected to the body of Christ or how they should be connected to the body of Christ based on self-interest. Am I getting something out of that church? And is it meeting the needs of my family? Is it addressing the things that I am concerned about? I'm not saying that those things aren't, you know, considerations, but they're not the reason we are together. And now, I've been a pastor for a very long time, so I've had people come to me in the course of my years as a, as a lead pastor and say to me, Randy, I'm, you're not going to see us around anymore. This is our last Sunday. I'm just not getting anything out of your sermons anymore. Well, part of me, the human part of me goes, dang, I wish that weren't the case. But another part of me knows I'm just human. I'm not the best uh, Bible teacher around, and so that's, you know, yeah, okay. But there's another part of me that, that breaks with concern and compassion for them because I know that if they, are, if they are determining how they're connected to the body of Christ on the basis of what they're getting, something is askew. Something is twisted, and they'll never find the satisfaction that, of being connected to the family of God if they're coming at it from that viewpoint. Now listen, I'm a member of Costco for self-interest. I, I give them money every year so that I can have the privilege of buying a 50-gallon drum of pickles for a reduced price. <laughs> it's self, purely self-interest. But that's not the church. It's not the church. So church membership is not based on self-interest. It's also not a pathway to status or power. And some people sadly think that if they can kind of work their way into the power structure of the, of the church, the local church, that they can find an avenue to, you know, for their own personal aggrandizement. Sue and I have, this is our fourth pastorate. We have, uh, over the period of our ministry life we have planted two churches from you know where you start a church from scratch and those times either at the at the point of a pastoral change in a church that already exists or in the very beginning stages of a new church those are vulnerable times for this kind of thing it happens at other times too but that's when there are people there's always people who are looking for uh, you know what they think is sort of a vulnerable moment in the life of an organization where they can insert themselves and say, hey, I am God's answer to your needs. I have all this, this experience and, you know, just I can do whatever you need. And what they're looking for is a platform. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be some measure of purity mixed up in, in their motives, but often it's, it's ungodly. So the church is not about having some pathway to you having a platform or, or respect from other people. I am so grateful that in the more than a decade now that Sue and I have been serving as your pastors, we have had very, almost nothing of that. And that's a long run. If you've ever been part of, of uh, if you've been part of church for, 
any length of time you have seen the power plays and stuff that happen and, and it's sad, but I am grateful to God that that's not been among us. I think mainly just because we from the very beginning have talked about these things and recognize that that's not what the church is about. But I pray that God will continue to grant that blessing to us. Church membership is, first and foremost, a recognition of those whom God has joined you with. So that little piece of paper that I was pointing your attention to earlier. On the back of it, it says, I agree with Crossroads Membership Covenant and affirm my membership in this body of believers with my signature. So what you're saying is, when you sign this thing, if you do, as I have uh, already this month, is I'm saying, God, I recognize all over again that you set this up, that you placed me among these people, that you have assigned me to this part of your global family, and I am happy about that, and I uh, honor you for that, and I sign my name here, uh, going on record for my appreciation of what you've done and my acknowledgement that this is from you. It's a very sacred moment every year when I take my pen and sign this thing for me. Thanking God for what he's done. Church membership at its core is that. Acknowledging that God has joined me with this part of his global family. But I want to ask you now to turn to Ephesians chapter 4 because there's another part of what church membership is I want you to see there. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to read one verse. We're going to read verse 16, but verse 15 ends with the word Christ, the title of our Savior, his role, his, Christ is his, his Messiah term. It says, Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The joining of us together, as I've already said, is something God does. And I love him for that and I honor him for that. But there's another part of church uh, membership that is the knitting together that is something I provide something you do it says that this knitting together that happens in the body of Christ the church is something every joint supplies so hon I'm going to have you stand up and help me with this if you would so Sue and I just pretend we're not married we are um, we're friends and we're in the same room together we go to the same church together and we have a relationship based on that that we're happy about and thankful to God for but there is an air gap between us as we stand here and that's uh, you know we all kind of want our own little bit of space it's kind of considered uncool to just get into somebody's face right um, but there is something about what happens in the body of Christ when I choose to bridge that gap and knit together with somebody 
to, to <laughs> dive into that relationship with them and not keep a distance. So part of what it means to acknowledge, thanks honey, part of it, what it means to acknowledge my membership in the body of Christ is not only what God has done to arrange it, but also my choice and my decision to knit together, to press in. And sometimes that can feel like a one-way street. You start to press in and it feels like they're backing off, right? <laughs> That's okay. I'll get over it. At some point, everybody wants to be pursued. But in the body of Christ, if we make that choice to honor God for what He's done in joining us together and then making the decision to knit together with one another, something wonderful happens. Church membership provides these things. First of all, a spiritual family. We were designed for family. In fact, the Bible says that the, that the Lord, God himself, places the solitary in families. Now, many of us have uh, warm and, and loving, caring fam uh, families, birth families, our, our, you know, the relationships that we have in our various family structures. But we, some of us have also found when our uh, birth or given families were dysfunctional in a way that we couldn't have that kind of relationship. God has provided surrogate families and, and we're thankful for those relationships as well. But there's nothing, nothing that takes the place of, the, of our being in the family of God as it is expressed in a local church. The relationships that we can enjoy with one another are, are precious beyond description. Can I just say something? This is a little bit, little bit odd, but it comes to my mind, and it is true. And I just want—it fits this. That you know, Sue and I, as I've already mentioned this morning, we've been pastors for a very long time, and uh, we are so grateful, so grateful to God for so many reasons for allowing the last part of our of our ministry life to be in this congregation, but not the least of why that is so is the fact that we get to be the ethnic minority. <laughs> it is such a delight for us. I can't tell you how meaningful that has been to us, how precious that gift from God to us has been. Something to be able to have, to be part of that family and experience that which we would have no other way uh, of experiencing. That, uh, such a treasure, such a gift from God to us. In fact, I was, um, you know, last week my friend Jack Witt was with us and he has uh, now three times had interaction with our congregation, our men's retreat and man up meeting and then last Sunday he spoke for us here and I think all of you would, would uh, appreciate that, that uh, fine man. But uh, he mentioned to me one time, uh, I've talked to him this week, I saw him yesterday and we talked to him and he was so grateful to, of the, for the warmth of welcome that you extended to him. But uh, it was actually some weeks ago uh, when we had conversation and he told me, he said, I, I am jealous of you for that reason. And uh, anyway, all that to say, that God's knitting us together 
in the family of God is so precious, so precious. It's such a gift. One of the other benefits of church membership is the spiritual covering that, you know, you, you have people who are watching over you, people who are thinking about you, people who are praying for you, concerned for your life. So valuable. And then uh, there's plenty of other things we could mention, but the last one I will this morning is that the church is a growth environment. It, it, it's the only place, only um, connections that I can have in this world where, where real life change happens. The stuff that God wants to reshape in my life, the things that God wants to straighten out and, and make whole, the, thi- the, the plans that he wants to fulfill through my life really can't happen in any other way than I am connected to his body. This is recording number 11244 from the teaching ministry of Crossroads Foursquare Church in Fairfield, California. It was recorded on Sunday morning, January 22, 2016. This message by Randy Bolt is titled, Longing to Belong. The Meaning of Membership. 